welcome to the Contingency Plan Podcast. My name is Jedi Master David, and with me as always is Darth Austin. Hello, everyone. Well, folks, we are finally back. Unfortunately, we've been a little bit bit out of the normal rotation, so to speak. Unfortunately, some family things came up, and we haven't been able to be necessarily as regular as we have been in the, you know, really prior years. We very rarely missed any weeks, (laughs) but... uh, Obviously, make sure to tune in to, uh, you know, social media. Uh, sometimes I'll post stuff on there if we're not going to, you know, have an episode for the week. But uh, there has been a lot. We certainly have a pretty big backlog of stuff to do. Yeah, tons we- of comics, literal tons of comics. Right. And this week we're going to uh, uh, go over visions. <laughs> Our favorite. Yeah, I mean, uh, you have watched some anime in the past. I was never mm-hmm. really big in it. I think the only anime that I really watched any of was, uh, well, there were two. Um, Gundam Wing, which I honestly, I didn't really like all that much. I just liked the mm-hmm. machines. And then uh, I always forget Ronin Warriors. Ronin Warriors was another okay. one that I liked. Um, yeah, yeah. Which, uh, I, you know what, if I remember correctly, I don't really think that that was like a crazy long running. No, it only had um, 39 episodes in total. Uh, it ran for like a year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in, uh, if, if one year's 39 episodes, definitely considered anime. Not West. Well, the, yeah. Well, that, yeah. That's when TV was different. Now, now, granted, um, it it ran. I think it was pretty sure it was like in the late '80s, early '90s, and then it kind of did like a resurface in the mid '90s, which would have been when I watched it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was that was a pretty cool. I I thought it was pretty cool. But yeah, as far as anime and knowledge of anime, I'm pretty out on that. So. Yeah, I mean, I. I can't say that I'm really up to date with uh, a lot of the new animes either, so maybe the style of this is more acceptable than it would have been when I was a big fan of anime, like late 90s, early 2000s, but it was different, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, and the thing is, and we were kind of going to gloss over it, but there was a pretty widespread and positive just general social media presence for it. a lot of people were really enjoying uh, or at least talking about what was going on with this. So, you yeah. know, we both said you were over, I think that was a night uh, you came over for, for a crew game mm-hmm. and we sat down and we're like, yeah, we'll watch an episode. We wound up watching all of them because they're, they're relatively short. Yeah. Not um, because they were really good and we just couldn't stop. Yeah, and I mean, there, there's some good there. There's also, and this is, you know, going to be largely personal preference, but there's also some stuff that I I don't Cringe like and that you stuff, didn't like. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we were pretty much, for the most part, um, pretty concise about what we did and didn't like. I mean, we pretty much, you know, agreed on almost everything. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think I think for the most part that's true, uh, but a total of nine episodes. Um, Different writer t- every episode, which is interesting route to take. 
Well, I mean, they're, they're not they're not continuity. I mean, there's no continuity. They're all different stories. But yeah, I mean, yeah. to his point, um, several different studios doing different stuff. I think there was there were two episodes that were done by the same studio, Science uh, Saru, which they did they did uh, episode five and nine, or excuse me, six and nine. Um, but yeah, so we had eight different studios putting their proverbial spin on on Star Wars. And like I said, good and bad. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was, a, it was a bulk drop, too. Yeah. You know, normally, a lot of stuff is not bulk drop like this. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of expecting a Bad Batch style where we got it weekly. I was pretty surprised by that. Well, maybe it's just, you know, shorter episodes, mm-hmm. one-time event type of thing. So we also got, uh, what was it? The sounds thing that you sent me. What was that called again? Galaxy of Sounds or something yeah. like that. Yeah, Galaxy of Sounds. And then you just told me today uh, they also uploaded like a Halloween Lego yeah, Star Wars Yeah, Lego thing. Star Wars. Looks like it's uh, Finn and BB-8, little adventure. Okay. Like 45 minutes, something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, terrifying tales. So mm-hmm. around this time, uh, we also get uh, Tales from Vader's Castle as well, mm-hmm. which uh, some of those are, are kind of fun, little little mini comic run for, for October as we start to get into the fall and then obviously into the Halloween uh, time. But yeah, uh, yeah, visions, good stuff. So it's uh, a yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, how uh, I guess how was your week then? Even though we pretty much uh, have been around each <laughs> you, other for the most part. I would part say you know exactly week. how my week went. We spent yeah, the entire week together. <laughs> no, pretty good for the most part. Just, uh, you know, as you said, there was family stuff going on. so keeping my mind off things, and it was a good week for that. We uh, got to see a Clippers game and went out and did a few things. It's a good week. Yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Knocked uh, <clears throat> maybe an hour and a half off my life with hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, well, that's okay. I mean, how much did I really knock off with all that salt from the pretzels? <laughs> of course, you well, ate one too, yeah. so I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> True. But, but yeah, uh, well, baseball season's technically regular season's over. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we've been, I've been catching, obviously, the Browns, and uh, it just, it just really hasn't been a ton going on, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Aside from all the all the stuff we've kind of had to necessarily do, but um, yeah, is what it is. It was a week. Well, it was a week. It was a week. Well, we have quite a bit to talk about here. Let's just go ahead and jump straight into visions. Um, our first step, and also another thing I don't think we mentioned earlier. Uh, obviously, different studios, but all of them definitely had different art styles as well every spectrum of anime art styles you could really imagine well except (laughs) modern i mean i I wouldn't necessarily call any of these very modern yeah i mean i couldn't say that they did art styles like in line with my hero academia like even older stuff like dragon ball where they put a lot of effort into certain areas um it was definitely all i don't want to say cheap I think some of them put more effort in than others, but it was uh, 
yeah, it was lacking a modern style. I agree with that. Yeah. And, and again, like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to sit here and like dog somebody's art, but I, it, and I also don't want to say cheap, but it, it, it just, yeah, I think older, older style. Yeah, especially again, episode one. I mean, you're talking, it was almost like a mix between Afro Samurai and like, I don't know, Cowboy Bebop mixed with that weird sketch style that you would see from like Sin City comics. It was weird. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it even had some of the like, almost like screen crackling like you would have gotten from an yeah. old movie, like yeah. a film reel to reel. And I mean, like again, I can appreciate that, but at the same token, um, I just—I guess I just expected one of these studios to do a little bit more modern interpretation. But anyway, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, our first episode here was the duel. Uh, Kamikaze was it? Duga was the production company, and. I th- I think uh, w- without drumming up too much, I, I I think this one gave me a little bit more of a continence. Like, oh, this might be okay. Yeah. Because the the story here wasn't particularly uh, bad, and um, I did pull up some of the cast. Now I'm not gonna sit here and act like <laughs> I'm watching the Japanese version. We watch the obvious American dub. Right. Um, but I did want to uh, point out a couple of names here. So Lucy Liu was actually a voice actress in this. Uh, she did the the bandit leader. Really? Um, huh. Yeah. And uh, let me see here. Was this the other one that I had looked up? I, there were a couple. So uh, I'm not quite sure if I'm going to say this right, but uh, Keone Young, um, mm-hmm. he was in an episode of The Mandalorian. Uh, he was the pilot that we oh. had in there, the rebel pilot. Oh, and okay. I mean, obviously other stuff, but, um, he had, uh, roles in, in a couple of these. He was also, uh, he also did a voice in, um, uh, which episode was that the ninth episode as well. Last episode. So he's, he's in here a little bit. Did here he there. playing our, uh, protagonist in this or no, did it? no. no, he was okay. just uh, an additional, uh, let me see to be, uh, precise here. Uh, he just voiced a trooper. Okay. So yeah, Brian T was the, uh, labeled as Ronan and then, uh, Lucy Liu, uh, Jade, Jaden Waldman. I, I don't know. I, it looks like he's no, I mean, not nobody, but he was the kid in there. Um, yeah, I don't recognize any of the other names, but anyway, yeah, yeah there so you we go. Can't, Obviously, we already touched on the art style of this when we referenced it, but what did what did you think of it overall? Well, so, I mean, first and foremost, I mean, as far as story-wise, you have a, a village kind of oppressed by what looks like more like an imperial remnant mm-hmm. than Yeah, we have actual... quite a few, like, half of a stormtrooper helmet covering their mouth or whatnot, yeah. very steampunk-ish. Kind of, kind yeah. of cool in a way. Sure. And, uh, you know, they're effectively fleecing this town, it would appear. And then we have this uh, traveler who comes through town and 
isn't really seemingly there to help. Uh, we do have mm-hmm. some battle scenes here with some of the locals who are attempting to defend the village, um, including a Trandoshan, a mm-hmm. droid that's kind of in line of Forlom, uh, a Doug, yeah. which I, I didn't initially catch, but there was a Doug in there as well. So they do uh, incorporate some of the alien, you know, uh, non-human uh, elements here as well. But then we do get the leader of these bandits who uh, conceivably is a Sith. At least she has a red lightsaber. So mm-hmm. that's, a, that's kind of an interesting, uh, interesting thing here. Whereas, you know, generally in Star Wars lore, Sith are relatively rare at this time. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this particular, most of these episodes, the Sith are more like your antagonist. So there's like more. It's a focal, yeah. more of a focal point in the story. It's not not quite the same lore necessarily. Yeah, and, and for most of these episodes, it's very ambiguous what the timeline is. I mean, d- doing the old school vibe, you know, Fuel Japan almost kind of makes it more difficult to pinpoint the timeline. Obviously, well, like with this one, you have stormtroopers, sure. you know, their, their armor, so that's kind of more obvious. But some of them, I mean, they could have really been set in the Old Republic. It's hard to say. Well, and yeah, I, I kind of feel like that probably didn't, yeah, it, it really wasn't a focal point of like, and here's the thing, and I, I kind of wanted to soften on this a little bit, because I know we talked about it when we were watching these. I don't think the timeline matters at all. It really in, doesn't. In this, in this case, but the issue is, is that we talk so much about timelines mm-hmm. in, in what we do and what a lot of fans do is, is we talk about timelines, but the, the thing is, is like the timelines, the, the, uh, where they're at, it, it literally means nothing, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, the, which the is The only fine. reason it really would is if like, of course, kind of a driving factor for our reviews for that matter too, is just, you know, I try to imagine if they continued any specific storyline for many of these episodes, Obviously, the timeline would matter more, but for one quick 20-minute episode, it really just it doesn't make a difference to me one way or the other. Well, and, and again, that I think that's another thing to talk about is that this, this isn't canon. This right. isn't anything aside from allowing uh, some of these uh, production companies to put their spin on... Well, really to put Star Wars in their spin, so to speak. It's like, yeah. do your thing, tell your story, but hey, lightsabers, right. <laughs> you know? So Preferably I think an that, umbrella one. <laughs> yeah, which there was a couple of umbrella things. I, I really don't understand that uh, very yeah. much. Um, yeah, I, I'm obviously no uh, great scholar in ancient... Uh, <laughs> ancient Japanese culture or anything like that. But the, the <laughs> umbrella duh, is a theme in a lot of anime. I mean, there's, there's a lot. And, and even in here, we at least see an umbrella in some way, shape, or form twice. Yeah, I mean, we, we see it in the, uh, the bunny episode as well. So Yeah, but well, let's not get too far ahead. So yeah, the, our Sith here does have this sort of multi-bladed saber, mm-hmm. which... She does stab the Trandoshan with, but as soon as that opens, he should have went flying. 
yeah. in all directions, but right. not that gory. Um, and then the bulk of this episode is really the, the confrontation between our, you know, Ronan and this uh, bandit leader. Which, by the way, the, uh, the combat style in this, I actually really appreciated. One thing that I did uh, really like right at the beginning when she attacks him was, you know, in a lot of cheesy, you know, not necessarily animes, but like Jet Li and uh, all those old movies we watch, you'd have someone catch a blade with their hands, stop yeah. it midair. We actually had that with our Ronan. He catches it with force, but in that, you know, that way that makes it look like he caught it with his hands, which I kind of appreciated the blending of different, yeah. you know, cultures in that way. I appreciated right. a lot of the the art style on this episode. The only thing that I have a problem with is like the uh, the way they do the lightsabers with like a sheath, and that was something from every episode. I can't just fault this episode for it. No, yeah, we we talked about that prior to even this coming out because the the whole thing is, is this Ronin was part of the promotional stuff, and that whole lightsaber unsheathing it doesn't make any sense. No, because you would destroy the sheath in the process. So clearly it's like just something to hold your lightsaber. Yeah, it's, like, it's more of a ex- belt clip. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's an aesthetic. It's an aesthetic choice. Yeah. But yeah, the, uh, one other thing I did want to mention about the art style. I do think that what, whatever this would be called did a very interesting thing with depth. Yeah. Um, it, it, it made, you know, a lot of these sort of like 2D things look interestingly 3D. And there's obviously a lot of shading, different shading in here, but um, the the depth perception uh, of of the animation I thought was was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but again, we do have this this, and it also kind of reminds me of that uh, that take on me music video from like the eighties, yeah. you know, a yeah. little bit, because all the shading is constantly shifting throughout. Uh-huh. I mean, if you watch too too close. Uh, oh, the other thing I brought up was the um, how they did the animated uh, Lord of the Rings movie, and uh, mm. that was like a, yeah. it was like some weird motion capture where it did have like elements of real people. It's like mm-hmm. they they animated real people moving, or they they had video of people moving, but they animated over it. Yeah, it was. I, I don't remember what that's called, and I'm not going to look it up either because I don't really feel like being the detail guy today. <laughs> um, but then we get this sort of revelation that our Ronin also has a red bladed lightsaber, and they they really make a, a, a big emphasis on on red blades being the evil and everything. So we potentially are looking at this evil versus evil. Right. Now, I don't right. necessarily think that that's the the takeaway that I would have for this, but um, I guess just kind of getting through our duel here. They, they do change different positions, uh, and I said eventually when they moved onto the water on the log, it kind of reminded me a little bit of like Mustafar, you know, Obi-Wan yeah, and Anakin's bit. duel, uh, except, except that was in lava and this was in water. Yeah. Uh, and then we also kind of get the art of war switcheroo as they our our Sith and our our Ronin go over this waterfall where he employs a bit of misdirection and Mm -hmm. he leaves his saber on a statue and it confuses our Sith thinking that, Oh, that's, that's a guy I've just struck him down. And then we, we find out that that's not true. 
and he is able to uh, to then take out our our <laughs> Sith. So yeah. I thought that was kind of you know nice little art of war reference, you know, this sort of misdirection and everything. Um, yeah, for sure. Very precise kill, though. I almost had this sort of like thought of, well, is she gonna come back or something? Oh no, dead. Yeah, kind of a, a theme for every Sith kill in this series. Yeah, it was very final. Yeah. Now the only other thing that I'd point out from here is that after he defeated the Sith, he took the Kyber crystal, and you see in his uh, robes he is carrying several Kyber crystals. Yeah. So what my wonder is, is would this guy even be technically a Jedi? Well, a, a force user, or was this like more of a mercenary who is like a Sith hunter sort of thing? And he's yeah. just using a, a red blade because that's what he has. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the mercenary route. I kind of thought myself that maybe he never really had much interaction with Sith or Jedi up until a certain point, And maybe he found another force user to teach him the ways and maybe a yeah. Sith killed them. And then he just decided from then on, well, you know, I'm just going to kill all Sith, which would lead towards him not knowing the significance of the red blade, you know? Yeah, possibly. So, I mean, there's a little bit to unpack there, but I mean, I, uh, I thought this was probably one of the better episodes. Um, yeah, I would agree. I would say top three actually. Right, right. So that that's kind of the gist of that. We're we're gonna kind of try and blow through these here a little bit, but I'm uh, sure you're really gonna blow through the next one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But let's go ahead and give this a rating. We'll do our out of ten. What would you give it out of ten? Um, I guess I really have nothing to compare it to. I'm trying to be kind of unbiased with everything else in the Star Wars universe. So, for an attempt at an anime Star Wars experience, I would actually give this an uh, a seven and a half. Out of ten, I thought it was pretty good. Okay, I was gonna go. I was gonna go more in the range of like an eight point two. Okay. I think it was. Um, you know, again, I thought it was pretty strong. I could even be persuaded to go a little higher, but that was the first number that popped into my head. So yeah, not a bad, not a bad episode at all. Um, it, it, it got a little bit downhill though. Yeah. Now our second episode called Tatooine Rap City. Uh, let's see here. Cast. Was there anybody? Oh yeah. Uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt was, uh, our sort of like Padawan ish guy. Jay, Bobby really? Moynihan, <laughs> uh, voiced geezer. Mark Thompson, uh, was the voice of Lan and other voices who obviously we know a lot about from, um, books. And, uh, Tamira Morrison came in and voiced, uh, Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, good, uh, good oh, cast. Yeah, so <laughs> right, and we also had uh, Shelby Young, who's done uh, uh, some voices for Forces of Destiny. Um, she's done some stuff with Galaxy's Edge. Uh, provided some voices for the Ma- Mandalorian, and was Captain Bragg in the Bad hmm. Batch. So she's uh, she's bounced around in the universe. So I wanted to make a little bit of a note of that. Uh, yeah. Tatooine Rap City. I don't, I don't understand how this was an episode. I yeah. mean, I'm gonna be extremely harsh. Uh, the animation was fine, although the um, I didn't like the uh, I don't like big head, little body, or vice versa. Well, yeah, some of the per- 
Right. Yeah. Some of the perspective, uh, it changed a lot. Cause like, yeah, we, this J might have a saber, but then all of a sudden it looks like a little dagger, but then it's like mm-hmm. a full fledged sword. So some of the perspective was odd, but I don't well, think that the overall even like anime, Boba Fett, he's like the size of this Padawan essentially. Right? It, kind of like a, a bobblehead. Yeah. But yeah, but I don't think overall it, it looked pretty clean, you know, decent color. Uh, yeah. So I, I can't necessarily fault it for the, the animation as much. The story, however, is garbage. It um, is. If you I, could even call it a story, honestly. Yeah. I, and again, I'm sure there are people that like it. I, I, I just instantly dislike this, but yeah. So, and also they didn't really explain much, but essentially what I'm guessing is we have a pad one who was fleeing the empire. So we're kind of, we were kind of assuming order 66, maybe mm-hmm. falls into a, a transport that contains a hut who doesn't want to join the hut family business and wants to be a bass player for a band who doesn't really Bo- even look that much like a hut, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Kind <laughs> of. And then Boba Fett is sent to capture this hut and uh, does, and I mean, without without having to talk about this too much, eventually they play a full fledged song to, I don't know, keep to our band dismay. together. <laughs> it just wasn't. It wasn't good. I don't. It was just I don't very to tell you. awkward. Just well, and, from and the I beginning pointed, to the end, it was awkward. Yeah, and I mean, I pointed this out when we were watching it, at least I think I did. I think I remember saying this, you know, the music is like, I don't think this is what young kids are listening to. Like no. if you're trying to get young kids to, to watch this and then listening to the, I mean, it was like, I won't necessarily, I mean, even this say is like early two thousands pop punk. Yeah. I won't even say, punk. I won't even say that it was like a terrible score for anime, but I'll say that it was like openings for animes like you said, late 90s, mid-2000s. Just, it was very outdated. Well, and the fact that they literally had darn near half the episode for this song. Yeah. It just, it just wasn't, in my opinion, I, I, I didn't get it. It wasn't good. Yeah. And, uh. And I don't think any, <laughs> I'm trying not to offend anyone, but I can't imagine many. Star Wars fans being excited of a uh, Jedi Padawan being turned into a musician who really doesn't use yeah. a lightsaber anymore. Right. I don't know. Now, the the only thing it did give us was the bobbing uh, head Boba Fett gif. I've yeah. seen that a few times out there. Yeah. I, I don't really want to talk about this episode anymore because I just, I thought it was pretty terrible. I'm going to give it a, a, a one. It was yeah, not I would agree. good. Yeah, I know. You know what? I'll give it a two just because uh, I didn't no, hate, I didn't no. hate, I didn't hate the animation style. It was fine. Yep, I just I'm giving did, it I, the one. I'm sticking with one. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Well, it just wasn't, it just wasn't good. And I, I don't really understand how this, I mean, cause you get, you get some over the top stuff in, in anime that works. This just didn't work for me. So yeah, would agree. Didn't work. All right, let's move on to episode three, uh, The Twins, 
which is one I've heard a lot of people talk about here. Uh, let me get our voices. Do we have anybody? Oh, yeah. So Neil Patrick Harris uh, voiced, uh, what was his name? Was it like Carr? Was that the guy's name? I don't, I don't remember that being the name. Uh, and then Allison Bree did Am. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of kind of cool. Uh, so some actual like bigger bigger name actors in there. Ah, the twins. You know, it kind of made me think of the whole <laughs> the the last Jedi hyperspace jump through a star destroyer thing well just, it, it just destroys uh, thank god it's not canon that's all i want to say i mean well just, there, there was yeah the, you would have to suspend a lot of disbelief for this episode to make any sense yeah in, in, in that sort of realm. well at that point what is there left Honestly, because that's I suppose well, mo- there, most there is... of it was just the epic fights, and it you know it was stylized. I can appreciate that to an extent, but not not when you're well, thinking there... of established lore. Well, there the is universe. a story. I mean, there is a story here. You have twins yeah. that are were effectively kind of created for the task of effectively channeling dark side and energy. It's a weapon. Yeah. It's a dual shipped weapon cannon that these two twins are on one side of each ship. Yeah. Um, they also have power suits. So their, their suits are there to channel energy as well. Um, and these suits were effectively off of some concept art for Darth Vader. Yeah. So these are, these are based upon early concept art, which I'm glad they didn't use because they look kind of cheesy yeah, to me. Does um, it seem like to you that like the writers of this episode wanted to be able to do an alternate universe Luke and Leia so very badly <laughs> where they were yeah. dark side users? I mean, yeah, I mean I could see this kind of story being in like legends somewhere. Like somebody yeah. wrote this as like a fanfic. But yeah, so you have this big weapon uh in these I don't know, special big Kaiba crystals and power suits Mm -hmm. and our male twin doesn't want to do it. So he steals the power source and then uh, kind of attempts to escape. And we have effectively a duel between the the twins. And there's a droid. And there's an X-Wing for no reason. Yeah, which was kind of odd because in in the brothers' ship they had an X-wing there, which would not have been an imperial uh, craft. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess they could have had it. Why not? I suppose, but it, it didn't make a ton of sense. Well, there's not um, much it really did though in this episode. It just gets worse from there. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, and, and I guess the other thing that we're we're kind of alluding a bit more to is um, the fact that both this whole battle happens in space. Mm-hmm. The cold and vacuum of space with no power suits. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the, the sister had her power suit. The yeah. brother didn't. For a little while, sure. Yeah. And uh, we do get some force powers here where we have the sister uh, stopping the brothership 
mm-hmm. from leaving and actually pulls him out, him and the crystal he stole out of the ship. So that's a, a thing. But now mm. the brother is in the vacuum of space without a helmet, without a suit, and they're fighting over Kyber Crystal. Yeah. Yeah. Also, just to throw it out there, the dialogue is not very good in this episode either. <laughs> very repetitive, in my opinion, especially the sister. Yeah, true. True. Um, we also have different colored force lightning. Yeah. Which yeah, I thought was red interesting. Red force lightning. Yeah, very much tapping into this whole, you know, red versus blue, uh, good yeah. and evil colors. Um, but yeah, eventually the, the sister does have her helmet knocked off and we reveal a couple of blonde twins. Yeah, in the vacuum of space. Yeah. Which another thing that kind of bothered me, very, very nitpicky, I know, but it's never been my favorite animation style when they they draw it in such a way that your hair becomes transparent through your eyes where it's almost behind your eyes in a way. Yeah. And it's just very annoying to me. I don't know why. It's just, with such a stylized anime, it just stood out like a sore thumb to me that they didn't take the time to really, you know, draw that out properly. Right. Well... Another kind of point in this particular storyline is that the brother actually has a vision of his sister dying mm-hmm. based upon this whole power crystal stuff. And he knew that she wouldn't listen to him, so he just took it. But she laughs in her maniacal laugh and is like, I don't care, I just want the power. And then she puts the crystal in her suit mm-hmm. and gets all powerful. Grievousy. Yeah, the, bro- <laughs> the brother has the tinier crystal. He lost the Thanksgiving Day wishbone uh, <laughs> game. Um, she also does use a whip, yeah. lightsaber whippy kind of tentacle, yeah, tentacle stuff. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, it's really easy to just put a put a crystal in, in a lightsaber. That actually was kind of yeah. Neat. I guess when the when the brother sort of put the the tiny crystal in his saber, it's like, you know, had mm-hmm. sound effects and everything. That wasn't too bad, I guess. Yeah. Well, technically, we did get a dual phase lightsaber out of it, so it was worth it, right? Oh, uh, th- yeah, yeah, that's that is true. The other interesting thing is, is the brother was able to break the sister's beam because mm-hmm. well, because the the, the Again, whippy were whipped around his saber, and then he broke the beam. Yeah. It didn't break the beam completely. It broke off pieces of the beam. Which w- extends, by the way. So I guess it well, really doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I mean, again, you... <sighs> again, vacuum of space. <laughs> well, yeah. Vac- Everything. <laughs> yeah. Vacuum of space, but just kind of pushing believability a little bit too far, even with lightsabers. Um, By the way, they show turbines in the X-Wing, and I really didn't like that, the way they did it. I don't know. Did you notice that? Like, all all the drives had turbines, like it was a jet plane. No, I guess I didn't really... 
really been yeah. upset. Yeah. Well, I mean, it. it uh, I mean, they had back burners. I mean, that's. Is that what you're talking about? You're talking about something else. Are you talking about the front of them? Like uh, from the front face, where it kind of. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's at like thirteen and a half minutes. If you're watching it, it's when when he starts riding the X-wing. I don't know. Just well, I mean, the thing is, though, is that the the X-wing does have like an open kind of port. I mean, it's not the <laughs> same, same, but it's I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I I can understand what you're saying. I don't necessarily. I, it, it is different. It is definitely yeah. different, though. Well, at any rate, then our male twin here activates a giant dual phase lightsaber and cuts through the ships. While and standing also, on an X-wing, by the way, at while going into hyperspace and just barely grazing the sister's chest. Yeah. To break the crystal. And blasting and then surviving off hyperspace, suit. which is also still the vacuum of space. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, to be honest with you, I'm again. It, maybe it's just I haven't watched enough anime or whatever. I, I found like the, the sort of believability factor to be a little bit too much for me. Yeah, I mean, like, it's definitely an anime thing to do, but the problem is you're doing it in an established universe with limitation. And granted, it's not it's not canon, so it doesn't matter in the long run. It's just, it's weird. Yeah, well, let's move on. Let's give it a rating. What do you got? Four. Okay. I mean, I thought that the, I mean, the story is interesting. The execution of the story lacked a lot for me. Um I think it is interesting to have these force twins that were effectively created to power a super yeah. weapon. A lot of potential there. Yeah, but I mean, the fighting in the vacuum of space, the weird saber stuff just didn't really do it for me. Uh, I'm probably looking at maybe like a six-ish. Okay. I'll just say six. It's, it's, it's okay. It's not bad. Um, all right, let's move on. <laughs> I'm trying to bust through these. I don't want another two-hour episode. Yeah. Uh, Village Bride, episode four. Yeah, Village Bride. Let's see what I had on this one. Um, yeah, nobody that I really recognize as far as voices. Which is this odd because we even mentioned that the, uh, the old mentor guy sounded very familiar in this. Yeah. So this was another one that a lot of folks seem to, seem to enjoy. Which, to an extent, actually, this was one of my favorites, too. Yeah, it, w- it was interesting. It had so- I was just saying, it did sort of have a story within a story as well. So it had yeah. sort of a couple of layers to it. Mm-hmm. Um, we had this couple who were going up a mountain, effectively getting married, I guess. Touch a mm-hmm. stone, get married, yeah. maybe. Um, and then there was some subtext of bandits and this bride is kind of supposed to be more like a hostage, I guess. Yeah. Or Almost something. like a sacrifice in a way to keep them from attacking the village. Yeah, kind of. And then we also have the subtext with the the older mentor and then this younger Jedi who, I mean, I guess I would 
say something bad happened to and doesn't necessarily have would, uh, would imagine an order yeah an order 66 survivor you know i mean maybe potentially i don't know about that i don't think i i feel yeah. like this is more more like either high republicy or mm. something before that cuz i the only maybe. thing is is like they're not on the run they're doing missions so yeah I mean, it, uh, that to me wouldn't be Order 66. Just to me, I don't know. But mm -hmm. I could be wrong. Not sure. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, uh, as far as just dissecting it, I mean, the art style was pretty decent in it. Not bad, uh, yeah. The combat was actually really good, I thought, for the most part. Um, dialogue was cringy. <laughs> At times, we had our favorite meme of the entire uh, season come out of this episode. I'm drawing a blank now, but essentially how, mm, if you don't... Was that, was that this one? Yeah, that was this one. It's like, if you don't join in at a party, bad things will happen to you or something. Or if your party isn't big enough, misfortune will fall on you or something weird. Just really out of place. Yeah, I'm gonna try and find that because yeah, that was that <laughs> was a really odd. That was an odd, uh, an odd saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I really, I really do feel like this is probably more like High Republic, because again, mm -hmm. you know, kind of like going out on the frontier, doing random tasks and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, exploring the force a little bit more exploring your own weaknesses and so forth like that yeah also the, the the planet itself was kind of interesting because clearly it's very the people are very in tune with the planet it's very strong with the force i mean for a jedi this would be an ideal world to go kind of just practice or meditate yeah. and grow by the way i do need to stop real quick because we were given a clue as to the timeline and I forgot about it until I just saw it here. This is like probably plo well, oddly post clone war because they were droids, battle droids. Oh, that's true. That's very true. So forgot about that. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So something maybe clone wars. It, it this is kind of one of the weird things though. It didn't really feel like that. It felt more like yeah. High Republic as we yeah. kind of know it here, but there again, whatever. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't find that stupid saying. It doesn't matter. But yeah, it was. It was a really weird kind of like. Yeah, I, I don't know. Some proverb, and I'm wondering if it was just more like a translation thing. I have it here. I just don't want to play it in the recording. So let me see if I can get subtitles on real quick. <laughs> yeah, you're all good. Uh, but anyway, while he's doing that, we did have some of the. Um, other villagers here, one of them was this uh, gal's sister who kind of want to fight the bandits and they wind up walking away, take, I don't know, something about like red sashes. I'm not quite sure what the significance uh, for that mm -hmm. is, but um, it looks like the village is kind of ready to, to fight, but we didn't really get that. The hostage situation still was going on. However, our bandits were kind of going to change the arrangement. Uh, but our, our Jedi here actually kind of does the Kylo and stops a blaster bolt from taking out these, uh, this bride's sister. 
and then mm-hmm. redirecting the bolt back at the uh, the offending bandit, destroying his weapon. Yeah, which was pretty so that cool. was kind of cool. I, I thought that yeah, that makes sense. You know, if you could stop it, maybe you could also redirect it if you're strong enough. And then we have uh, we have her kind of just you know running rough shot over over all of the uh, the droids. And uh, oh, by the way, had a, a Corellian uh, freighter here as well. Yeah, Corellian yeah. style freighter, which once destroyed disables the droids. Uh, yellow bladed lightsaber. I know some people will like that. Yeah, isn't it a her, samurai style lightsaber yeah, as well? Much. In this one, yeah. very much. And she fights very much in kind of the that sort of samurai uh, stance. You know, very uh, deliberate cutting motions and everything. Not the twirling mm-hmm. around. And I guess she also has magic shoes, yeah. magic heels. Yeah, I mean the design of her as a Jedi was pretty cool. I like the mask. I know it was kind of cheesy, probably for most people, but I appreciated her whole aesthetic. Uh, well, I, w- I don't know if it'd be cheesy, but yeah, it's it it's an aesthetic. By the way, I found our saying. Are you ready? Yeah, go for it. Celebrations are meant to be shared with a large group, because if you hold back, you'll be cursed. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'm sure that's Grant, one of that takes a little bit loses. of context, but yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it loses something in the translation, but yeah, yeah, it was just he said it so matter factly. It was it was kind of funny. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let's go ahead and give this one a rating. What what? Uh, well, I guess I'll I'll do I'll do this one. I've been making you do all of it first. Um, I actually didn't think this one was too bad. Uh, I do like our character here, who is just denoted with the letter F. Mm-hmm. And uh, wouldn't wouldn't necessarily be remiss if I got a little bit more of her. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and probably say that's just seven point five. It's it's a good it's a solid episode. Okay. I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah, yeah. No, this was a cool episode. I like the art style. Um, I like the mentor in this, although he clearly wasn't a Jedi, seeing as how he was just sniping people from a distance when he was fighting. Um, yeah. I wish I could have gotten more out of our Jedi, um, but th- there was a there was an air of mystery to her that I appreciated. I like the design of her, her lightsaber, and also the uh, the couple kind of had a cool dynamic as well. And the planet was pretty interesting. I'd like to know more about it. Yeah. Um, overall, it's probably one of the more compelling episodes I'd say. So I'll give this one an eight. Actually. Cool. There we go. All right, our next episode, moving along, The Ninth Jedi. Yes. Maybe I'm not good at counting, but I never counted The Ninth Jedi in this. Yeah, I I might have missed that (laughs) as well. Uh, I don't don't recognize any of the names for the uh, the English dub for this either, so Mm -hmm. maybe some of you know them. I, I don't know. This episode confused me a lot, and <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think the basis, if you wanted to boil it down, we're in a universe where lightsabers are forged, not created by the Jedi who hold them, and I think it plays a lot on Japanese culture with, with the sword being um, probably bigger than the person holding mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. and in this case, you could be a Jedi, but the Jedi in this universe don't have sabers. So they're yeah. forged for them. And that is kind of how they complete their circle. 
Whereas, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's almost like they put an importance to it, like almost in Lord of the Rings, where, you know, you would name a saber and it had a backstory and it was super important. Almost like it gave the user a bit of power. Yeah, and, and you're right. I mean, Lord of the Rings certainly had some imbuement, but a lot of the a lot of the sabers or the the swords in in, uh, in Lord of the Rings were it was great deeds. They did mm-hmm. great deeds, or the people who held them did great deeds. But yeah, I mean it, that's interesting. But it takes out the the way Star Wars for me has established the bond between a saber, the Force and the Jedi who builds it. And I think yeah. that that's, that's always been the important thing for me. So, and they yeah, talked more, about tempering the crystal. Yeah. That's like, the thing. You, like you, 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 you can even, talk what? about forging a lightsaber, but when you actually get into truly forging, like hitting a Kyber crystal with a hammer, yeah. doesn't make sense to me. Now they yeah, did, did introduce did some it. things that if you actually add it to the lore from the beginning would have been kind of cool. Like, as you create, you did deeds and became stronger and actually truly became a Jedi, your color was chosen, but beforehand it was a black yeah. saber, almost like a dark saber, which was a cool concept, but it's not something that really can integrate, integrate into Star Wars well. So, I mean, it was a cool idea, but it just wouldn't work. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and I think that that's how you kind of put your connection into it is the fact that once you sort of connect and you you really know you're a Jedi at that point, your saber turns the color in accordance to who you are. Of course, if you go from a storytelling perspective, it kind of <laughs> kind of made our interactions with the uh, the blacksmith's daughter very odd. Well, it, <laughs> yeah, and and see that I think that's another thing to to get on a little bit too because it feels more like in this universe, it's like everybody is a force user. Yeah, or at least yeah. very proficient with a lightsaber, if nothing else. Yeah, or, yeah, <laughs> just weaponry in general. It seems like it's very. Yeah, I don't know. I found that to be a little strange. But from a story component, we have a character named Juro who is uh, trying to bring Jedi, uh, so that he can give them sabers mm-hmm. effectively uh, and restore the Jedi order. So that was uh, interesting. And we have this group of force users uh, that arrive at this temple and uh, we have a droid there. It's like, ah, you know, chill. We'll, we'll get, we'll, Jero will be here and we'll get your sabers. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I will say, I think some of the saber designs were pretty cool. I didn't think they were all yeah. that bad. Yeah. Even the black saber, when you don't really have a connection to the Force as a Jedi, was kind of awesome in a way. True. Now, this uh, this also brings another kind of Force-ish power where our blacksmith was able to not only stop a bolt with his hand Vader style, but also then redirect it um, into his forge. They were attacked. Mm-hmm. Uh didn't really die though, even though they he exploded his forge. Yeah, that just all were catapulted from the forge. <laughs> yeah, that was a little strange. Uh, but yeah, we see the daughter kind of speeding around and you know being extremely proficient with a saber. Yeah, driving a speeder backwards while deflecting blaster bolts. Mind you, not having a color at this point with the lightsaber that she took. 
Yeah. Clear, clearly did not pass uh, the entire Jedi Academy at that point, no matter what her skills are. <laughs> True. Now, once the daughter does bring the sabers up to this uh, station, it is revealed that the majority, aside from one of our characters, which I believe was Ethan. I think that's that was the guy's name. Pretty sure it's Ethan. They all ignite in their red, aside from mm-hmm. Ethan. And effectively, this was the plan that these Siths were trying to lure out Jedi and destroy them. Yeah. So not a bad plot element. But again, it, it puts a lot more onus on the color of the weapon. Yeah. It's like, we have to really make sure that you understand this. Oh, by the which, way, Jero was just... Which a lot of people like, but... <laughs> yeah, sure. And also, Jero was just chilling in the droid. And I totally expected him to be evil. He also had the fulcrum, the fulcrum symbol on his cape. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was an interesting connection. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we have a lightsaber battle here. Uh, Juro does, you know, pretty decently, uh, literally mm-hmm. hacking people to pieces. <laughs> our, uh, our daughter is, is, you know, doing, doing decent. And she eventually finds her, her color as well. It turns green. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean Ethan does some Ethan stuff. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. And oh yeah. By the way, one, one of the explode one of the Sith. <laughs> oh, well, uh, true. Yeah, they kind of throws him in. I don't know. I guess a giant a, kyber crystal. Field, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, one of the Sith wasn't a Sith. He was a deep cover agent, and his lightsaber turns purple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was uh, like a Russian sleeper agent, essentially. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I, th- I think the episode definitely had some merit. The, the story mm-hmm. was, was interesting enough. Uh, kind of some common themes where you have, you know, betrayal and the light trying to overcome the darkness and then Russian sleeper agents and... I will say though, probably one of the more violent. Yeah. Because when they uh, when they killed somebody, they they killed him. Yeah, definitely. A lot of cutting people in half in this yes. season. A lot, <laughs> a lot. They wanted to leave no doubt. Also, just kind of leaves uh, leaves off on a very ambiguous note, though. Kind of like when it kind of happened with a lot of these these episodes. Was like, well, you gonna bring us back for another episode? Mm-hmm. Let's give it a rating. What do you got on it? Uh, I'm gonna go with a. Uh, this one's kind of difficult. I liked a decent amount of the story. I liked the plot twist with all of them being Sith. Kind of guessed it, but it was still kind of cool. Um, the the main character seemed interesting. She, I mean, clearly had a lot of skill. It's just kind of how they set it up where she's not a Jedi, so she really shouldn't have skill, but she does. And that whole setup to me made no sense whatsoever. Uh, The lightsaber stuff, like tempering a crystal, was terrible. Everything with that just made no sense to me at all. Um, But I think there was potential for the storyline, so I would give it a 7, I think, out of 10. 
Yeah, um, I, I, I thought the story was interesting. I didn't like the saber forging. Uh, it kind of takes away a bit of the connection with the Jedi that's supposed to be doing that themselves. Um, they took some liberties, but it wasn't a bad story. Uh, I'll probably say like a 7-5. Again, I think I've been given that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a decent episode. It's not, not bad at yeah. all. So not, not too bad there. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to our next episode. We've got oh, Mega Man. Yeah. This is episode six, T-O-B-1. To be one. I'll be honest. Maybe I just was zoned out at this point, but I don't remember much of this episode personally. <laughs> well, I probably should have rewatched it. I want to I want to move through this pretty quickly. Um, I did not care for this one at all, uh, yeah. and, it, and it basically is just Mega Man. Um, yeah, you have a former Jedi without hands and a, uh, his chair droid that he created. I guess. Well, he <laughs> has this chair with arms on it, and he creates droids, essentially. Yeah. Um, and it seems like he's trying to, I don't know, imbue droids with the force or something like that. Which uh, is stupid. But then again, we have seen a surge of droid force users between the Hunters game and a few other things. So well, why not? Think, you know, I, why I, not? Well, anyway, uh, I know there's uh, questions about sentience, but I mean, they're droids. So anyway, we have little kid droid. Uh, I Dude, I mean, what's the point? What's the point of this episode? I don't know. I mean, he's like, "Hey, go out in the desert and like find a kyber crystal or something." And yeah, he has little well, little, I- little boy dreams of like cutting ATATs with a saber and stuff. Yeah, which like did are they his dreams or were they imbued by someone else? And it well, makes I mean, no sense. I mean, he's a droid, so essentially all of his dreams would be. <laughs> Well, I mean, Mega Just Man uploaded was a, from something else. Mega Man was a boy, and he like died in the the animated series. He like died in the first episode, and right. so the Doc was like, you know, making him Mega Man. Right. Which I know there's a little bit of difference here, but I just feel like t- total copyright here. Yeah, it was a little little too close. Anyway, uh, so the Empire's after our old guy and uh, they get him. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, before they get him, he gives the little robot boy uh, his old saber and hides him. So then little robot boy uh, continues this guy's work, which he seemed like he was like a terraformer kind mm-hmm. of like, he, you know, plants and like trying to, reseed planets which is kind of interesting yeah so our little droid boy uh continues to work rebuilds everything rebuilds his little droid pals and realizes that he's got a kyber crystal in his chest all the time and he makes a lightsaber which is eerily reminiscent of cal kestis's lightsaber <laughs> yeah. and in celebration he does a one hand handstand push-up yeah and laughs about it in the rain. And then has to take on a Sith droid, Sith knight thing. 
Is that the gist of it? Like, did we get the gist of the episode? Are we done? Does it even matter if we did? <laughs> sure. I did, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't like the episode. I just thought it was. Oh no, I agree. I totally it was agree. cheesy, and uh, it didn't make any sense. Luckily, I, we get into some better ones coming up. Well, at least a better one next. <laughs> yeah. I. Just didn't like it. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, you know, this yeah. is this is going to be one of those things. It's just a very low score. I'm just going to bounce it down to a two. I just didn't like yeah. it. Yeah. Same here. Two is what I was thinking as well. All right. Let's move on to the elder. At least here we can kind of uh, kind of get some of our sanity back. Now, the elder... David Harbour, he uh, voiced one of our characters here, our older Jedi. Yes, our very monotone, bored elder and, Jedi. Right. <laughs> and, and what I was saying in the, in the episode, so James Hong is the guy's name, and he's done uh, voices in Clone Wars, Rebels, um, a lot of stuff. He, he's, he's a pretty well-known actor, but so he was the voice of the elder. So that was cool. I, mm-hmm. I, I like that. Yeah, he was very well done. I really enjoyed um, it. Yes. Oh, and by the way, it gave us the greatest name, Dan. Our, our Padawan. Yeah. What's the Padawan's name? Dan. Can we give him a new name? No, it's Dan. Please give him a new name. It's so cheesy. Well, <laughs> I mean, technically our, our master's name is, is a Spice it's Tahine. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they, that's I, not how it's pronounced here, but it's like it's spelled Tahine like the Mexican seasoning spice. I will just refer to him as not Qui-Gon for the rest of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> so th- this is where we get into a little bit of what I think of stereotypical anime dialogue. Yeah. Very fast paced. You know, over and over and over again. Um, and then the witty banter, like, oh, I'll leave it to my master to be the best master of all masters, and he's just the best, and he's, he just, he knows everything, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, this is a little bit more typical kind of deal. Master and Padwan out doing missions, and they actually, the, our, our master here, you know, Master Mexican Spice, Sorry, I'm sure that's super <laughs> offensive to somebody. It just, it's spelled Tahine, and I can't help it. Um, feels a disturbance in the Force from a powerful uh, potential, well, Sith, basically. And they go on to a planet where <laughs> the interaction with the, with the, the townspeople is very interesting. The winking um, with the children and everything. Yeah, very, yeah. very different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this one d- definitely did feel very anime. Um, you know, what did you think of the colors? Because I, I felt like well, it was like very drab and gray. Yeah, it was, it was very boring to me. Even down to like their Jedi attire. It was. I, I feel like they kind of tried... To stylize things, you know, like like 
traditional Star Wars to an extent. It's just when you got to the color palette, it just wasn't. I don't know what they were thinking with the color palette. It wasn't yeah. well done. I, uh, I, I think the actual robes were cool. I think they did a good job. It was very traditional. You know, it, that was fine. The lightsabers were fine. I don't, you know, I don't want to like, I don't want to say it was terrible. It's just, it felt like really weirdly muted. I, I yeah, very gray. Very gray. Yeah, very gray. But maybe that's the point. Who knows? Uh, anyway, Dan the man encounters our elder first. And, and he uh, dies. Well, <laughs> not really. So we think. So we think. But yeah, he Dan's really no match for this for this Sith. Um, does try and fight him. We have a, a dual wielder here. Our elder is a dual mm-hmm. wielder. His uh, sabers look more knife like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, by the way, I this is what kind of touch on the elder's personality and uh, obviously the voice acting. I already said was very good. This to me. Whereas everything else seemed like a very generic anime, kind of got into that realm where uh, almost a bit like a, uh, I kind of want to say like Dragon Ball or whatnot, where the villain is sure. really, you know, set up to be this big major conflict. And you couldn't imagine anything being tougher. And I guess if, if this was traditional anime, this fight probably would have lasted a solid seven episodes. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. You know, it was, uh, the fighting style, you know, almost like a Palpatine stabby lunge attack every time. And I, I really appreciated how much effort they put into the Sith in this episode. I thought it was probably the best attention to detail through the entire series, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, um, yeah, I, just, I thought it was... It, it was definitely a lot more interesting. And again, your your bad guy had a bit more interesting personality. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Dan Dan should be dead. He was definitely like Very dead. disemboweled. Yeah. But apparently not really. Um, and then we kind of get a, a battle in the rain as, as our Jedi and our Sith uh, come together. However, our Jedi is better. And he's able mm-hmm. to anticipate the, the movements a bit more. Which, by we, the way, he to- already kind of harped on, but he totally had a Qui-Gon stance, which yes, I kind he, of appreciated. Correct. <laughs> he, he, did, he did take the, the Qui-Gon stance, which I, I, I would be interested. Uh, I, I would have to assume that that's who they base this off of, right? They had to base oh, yeah. it off of Qui-Gon. Well, uh, I'd hope they didn't base Dan off of Obi-Wan, but yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, throughout uh, this... Very cool kill move, too. Probably the best kill move I've seen. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. say in Star Wars, but like one of the, one of the best. Yeah, uh, true. But uh, th- through the duel, uh, our Jedi is able to take, uh, disarm our Sith uh, of one of his blades and then mm-hmm. deflect the, his lightning. Well, the, the, the funny thing that I thought was, was interesting about the lightning is our elder was actually sort of using the lightning kind of like we saw in the first episode, almost like as a force stop. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. 
But Dan was able to cause a bit of a distraction. He throws a saber, which the elder bats away. But as he was kind of momentarily sort of distracted, we do see a really, it was a really cool, cool kill where our Jedi just sort of like puts an unlit saber to his chest and ignites it. Yeah. So that was, it was, it was, it's cold blooded, but it was cool as well. Now, one of the themes that they explore here, and this is something we've kind of nibbled at here and there, where, I mean, at this time, again, it's it's pretty hard to tell the sort of timeline, but I'm thinking like episode one, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. like Republic deal. Yeah, clearly it, these aren't Jedi on the run. And no. it would have been one of the higher uh, eras for the Jedi based on just their their attire and the way they carried themselves. But my point is, is that uh, old Tahine here, Tajin, maybe Mm -hmm. is that maybe what it would have been pronounced here. I guess I don't even really remember if they said it, but anyway, (laughs) was uh, opining on the fact that the Sith was very powerful in his prime. I might not have been able to beat him. You know what I mean? So kind of exploring the, maybe the the power scaling of Jedi. It's like, maybe we wouldn't have been able to do this if, if he would have been younger. So that's kind of cool yeah. to explore. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, one thing to touch on, I don't know, maybe I'm reading into this wrong, but uh, after the Sith's death, the way that he crumbles, like the body just disintegrates, yeah. kind of leans into the whole aspect of the Sith where they pursue power so much that they just essentially destroy their own body in the process and the dark yeah. side of the force is the only thing really keeping them together. So once the dark side departed from him, he just completely crumbles. I, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That was pretty neat. You know, kind of going through this again is where the face of Dan looks really familiar for some reason. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't think it, of it, what it looks. High Republic. It really does. No, it's like not. It's the, not that. It's like from. A, so? It's like from an anime. Like they carbon copied another face. Oh really? Yeah. I. Huh. It, it's just. I don't know. Maybe it'll come to me later. But anyway, that was kind of the end of that episode. Yeah. So, want to give it a rating? Yeah. Sure. Um, you know, I really think that out of every single episode whoever decided to write this actually had the most knowledge of star wars and respect to keep it as close to our um our canon as possible yeah. so i really respect that but i think he he fused it with anime tropes really well now the the dialogue was a little rough especially in the beginning it's sure while they're in space i mean it it seemed to drag on for quite a while but um, our master was really cool in this. The Sith was really well done. There's a little bit of, you know, comical aspects with like Dan dealing with the kids and everything, which is pretty typical for anime. Right. Ultimately, I think that when I think of a Star Wars anime, this is what I would kind of picture. So I feel like this is, I don't know, it's hard to say it's the best episode, but it's the most traditional that I can think of. So I really do think they did a good job. So yeah. I would give it a, Eight point. I'll give it an eight point three. Yeah, and I, and I mean, I'm 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 in agreement with you. It actually, I do think it, it. Here's the thing. 
I appreciate incorporating elements of anime into this, but I do mm-hmm. think you have to be respectful of the source material as much as you yeah. have to be respectful to your own style. Mm-hmm. The the whole forging lightsaber thing, no, nah. that takes Slap away from it, it. Well, it it just takes away from a bit of the soul that that the Star Wars genre has brought in that connection. It tried to do other things with it. I just didn't really care for that. But I think this was very, very well done. Mm-hmm. The dialogue, yeah, it is what it is. That's kind of what I expected more of, honestly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm probably going to bop this up a little higher. It probably was the best. I, I, it really goes with the first episode, The Duel. I think they're both good. Mm-hmm. I think this was better. Yeah. So I, I'm probably going to say I'll, I'll pop it up there at an 8.6. I think oh, that's wow. where I'm at. Okay. So pretty good nice. stuff. All right, man. Are you ready for the best episode? Oh, by far. This is a solid 9.9. God. The only thing that I didn't like about it was it, how short it was. It needed to be that longer. It, that it ended. So episode <laughs> eight, Lop and Ocho. Yeah. Old Lop. It's an interesting name. Wonder what you would give that to. Did. Just a normal child, you it's know, force user, I'm sure. It's, it's a bunny it person. Um, I will say, though, some of the animation in this was probably maybe the more modern. Yeah, I would almost lean towards like a, and I don't know if you would even know what this is, but like a uh, Studio Ghibli anime, kind of like Howl's Moving Castle or stuff like that, where everything in the background is super detailed. Yeah, I think they put a lot of effort into the animation in this, even to the detriment of the story. I'll say a little bit, but yeah, I did I mean, appreciate it for what it was. Right, and I I don't know. I, I kind of think that this. Uh, no, what? Oh uh, crap! Yeah, and you know what? I again, as I'm putting this on here again, I I thought of an anime, and I knew I thought the same thing when we watched it, and I couldn't name it, and I still can't name it. <laughs> uh, but I do remember like seeing. Uh, that is so annoying. I still can't remember. I, and now I've misremembered twice. But anyway, yeah, it, it has an interesting, like, really hyper detail background. But then I think that they soften the characters a little bit to yeah. put it back a few years, you know, a couple decades. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, the bunny people are like slaves from another planet that were brought here to work for the Empire, I guess. Um, so Lop was caught trying to steal and this guy's like, Oh, what are you doing? You bunny. Are you like a slave girl? Don't, don't steal stuff here. Just I'll feed you. It's perfectly fine. And I'll take this. No daughter. I do not. I do. I do not want to adopt. Okay. I'll adopt her. (laughs) No, don't take her to the beach. Oh God. Now she's, this is so inappropriate. Now I must adopt her. Why? Why? (laughs) It was very, and you know what? I think out of all everything, this is the episode that I don't think that casual or non-anime fans will understand. Like, I think that there are tropes in here that if you were really big in either like manga or whatever, you probably would understand. Like, even there is a part where Ocho cuts her hair. I don't Uh really understand the full significance behind that. Now, I do understand that in certain 
other mediums of why cutting off one's hair or having it cut off would be a big deal. Um, which sure, it's a, it, typically more it's a sign of disrespect from the the mediums that I know of, but I'm sure that that's yeah. probably not what. But I just, here. I just think that that effect in here, it doesn't quite. It, I don't think it'll resonate with normal. A Star Wars fan isn't going to get it. No, and <laughs> this sorry. is probably just the episode. Now, now, I, I don't mean that a Star Wars fan can't be an anime fan. I'm not trying to offend anybody. Sure, you might yeah, get it. Sure, totally. But if you're coming into this just because of the Star Wars name, it will make no sense to you. Along with the bunny people, yeah, no and sense. Th- and this is the episode that I felt felt the least Star Wars to me. Out of yeah. all of them. I mean, up until the point where she ignites the lightsaber, other than the fact that we see some stormtroopers, it wasn't Star Wars. Well, we're going to talk... Like, yeah, we're, even we're gonna, our officer, you know, it didn't yeah. look like an officer to me. Yeah, we're <laughs> going to talk about the saber here later, but first of all, she has a Dragon Ball Z eyepiece with a carrot yes. uh, button, which yes. uh, all the bunny that folks on not, Twitter loved. That does not... State that something has a power level of over nine thousand, which pissed uh, me off. If only. <laughs> um, but and the crux. I guess it would be a midichlorian count, not a power level. But you yeah, know. maybe. <laughs> but, uh, however, the real crux of this is that our father and daughter we met in the early uh, sequence of the episode. Obviously, everybody's older, and the daughter sides with the empire. The father doesn't like the empire. Uh, Which so is daughter, odd because the daughter's set up to be like a super nice, caring, compassionate person yeah, when she meets change. Lop. But yeah, I get it. Yeah, people change, and uh, she effectively becomes an imperial officer, whereas the father is effectively like a terrorist in this particular thing. And then mm-hmm. Lop just lops off and does loppy things. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I do what, what, what did you think about the overly anime uh, imperial officer with green tipped ears. Uh, the he even does ear, the finger stuff. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> I hated it. I mean, that's one of those things like you were talking about. You have to go by the source material and in no way, shape or form would the empire ever accept someone looking like that. I mean, he had like his, he had little bars shaved out on one side of his head and obviously the painted green tips, like the, the Empire ain't accepting that. They're well, not allowing that. I mean, it is, it is what it is, but it was just, it was super duper anime at that point. Yeah, it super was. Super duper. Well, I mean, this is, I mean, we're talking about no, Rabbit. Lady, yeah, but that's so why I'm I mean. saying this was the most <laughs> un-Star Wars. It was just yeah. real crazy yeah. anime. I feel um, like like the second they accepted that they could have a bunny person, it's like, well, yeah, sure. then we're just going to open the floodgate and do all the anime tropes then, because yeah, we might as no well doubt. put it all in one episode. <laughs> no doubt. Well, anyway, Lop is on the run. She goes to uh, meet with her father, and then uh, her father tells her the lore of their family and how mm-hmm. he's got a They're box not of... Jedi, but they are. Well, yeah, they're they're totally not, but a Jedi... Gave the family a saber, and I feel like it was Which totally Obi Wan. <laughs> this this was to- Obi Wan totally went to this planet and was like, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna teach you something. Here, here's the saber that you are going to pass down through the generations of your family, and just like use it. It's it's totally fine." 
Um, yeah, only only problem is I think there's like a 250 year span, and clearly this is time of the empire. No, it's but not. it would be cool. It, <laughs> no, it's, I know. You know who it is? It's it's totally um, uh, one of the High Republic characters. One of the ones that was disappointing to us. I'm drawing a blank on his name oh, now. Uh, Elzar or, or Stellan? <laughs> yeah, Stellan. Stellan. It's totally Stellan. Stellan Geos. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, at any rate, so the father gives a saber to Bunny, and he's like, hey, yes. yeah, you're not, like, biological or anything, but, you know, you're But you totally are my like, daughter, even though you're not, but you are, so let's just not think about it anymore. Yeah. So then the father What do you think goes, of the lightsaber? Uh, the hilt was fine. It was, it was an interesting yeah. hilt, I guess. I, I'm not going to, like, say that I like it was the terrible. What I didn't like was the, uh, the giant shuriken. Right after the lightsaber. <laughs> uh, yeah. Totally Naruto tropes going on here now. It's just, it's bad. Real bad. Yeah. Well, anyway, let, let's kind of continue through the story. The father and his terrorist guys, you know, they're trying to do terrorist things. Um, he's got some, what are those things called? The, the Raphael sort of knifey things. Do you know what those are actually the, called? The, uh, uh, the tri-pronged yeah, things. Yeah. He's got some of those, and they're cool. And then the daughter has like a... Uh, they're not just called size, are they? I don't I don't know. I'm not sure. And then the daughter has a uh, trifold sort of staffy stab thing, which is also yeah. called something that I don't know. The weapons mm-hmm. I thought were pretty cool. They incorporated a lot of like old school weapons in here, which I, I thought was yeah. pretty neat. That was probably my favorite part. Except for the giant shirt. Well, that yeah, whatever. Giant shuriken. But yeah, Although the daughter say I did go ahead. No, I was just going to say the daughter went full on evil uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, fights off her dad and then wants to fight the bunny and she's all mad that the bunny has the sword and oh, by the way, you can see symbols in the 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 blade. Yeah. <laughs> fine uh, that's cool I, I, w- one thing i'll i'll give this episode i do like the uh the discussion they have about the empire and how uh, a lot of people would have had the opinion that they would help with progress and yeah. you know make their planet better whereas other people are like no all, all they're gonna do is really just take our resources and bleed us dry you don't see it happening but it is totally gonna happen right. i did kind of like that that was actually a pretty good piece of dialogue yeah, no, yeah, the commentary was good. I'll, I'll give you that. Also, another killing blow without killing the uh, anybody, because Lop definitely cuts an X in Ocho's chest. Yes, a perfect X where both sides were slashed and cauterized, even though one was with a dagger and the other side was a lightsaber. Yeah, she made total dead. sense. Totally. Not to dead. mention that. Not to mention the dad is now blind. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he, he's because blind. Because she cuts though. his eye out. Good stuff. <laughs> but he's alive. He's just blind. He's just very badly burned. She's very badly burned. Lop's got a... Whatever. I don't like this episode. Uh, no offense. Yeah. I just don't. I'm not into the furry stuff. I'm not into that animal thing. Yeah. You know, animal uh, talking sentient animals. Not my, not my thing. But I, I realize yeah. people like that sort of stuff, and that's cool. I'm not judging it. I just... This didn't feel like Star Wars to me. 
and I'm not an anime no. guy. And if it doesn't feel like Star Wars, then it's not going to be for me. I'm just going to go ahead and rate this like a... I, I, I'll give it a three because at least some of the animation was cool. Better than some of the other stuff. Yeah. It's just not, not I, my I, cup of tea. Totally get it. And truthfully, if, if it wasn't a copyright thing, like it could have been anything other than Star Wars with just energy weapons. And yeah. you wouldn't have known the difference. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess other than the stormtroopers, of course, which were poorly done. Out of all the things that were really well done, that kind of baffled me. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot to redeem in this episode. The story is pretty bland. We kind of get that weird thing where, like, the, the daughter falls presumably to her death, but is, like, on top of a Star Destroyer that is way undersized yeah. for what it yeah. should be. Oh, no, I mean, there, there's some good dialogue. Uh, and the an, the animation style was pretty nice. I think they put a lot of effort into it, so I will give them credit for that. But other than that, there's not much going on for this episode, and I'd, I'd say like a three and a half okay. for me. Yeah. Uh, that's fair. I think that that's entirely fair. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, there are people that are going to like it, and that's cool. Sure, like and that's perfectly fine. Yeah. All right, let's move to our last episode. We've got number nine. Ugly face. Uh, We've got ugly face. Aka, Aka <laughs> Curry, I think, maybe. Is that? Sure, going to go with that, seeing as no one has any objections. Uh, <laughs> now, this one, um, as far as cast, George Takai, or George Takei, I think is how he says his name. He was in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Was there anybody else that I recognized? Uh, nope. Mainly George Takai. He stuck out like a sore mm-hmm. thumb. It's like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. That's that's a little cross crossing over there, doing some some trek and mm-hmm. some wars. That was kind of cool. Who would have thought that would happen through the the lens of anime? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I I don't know. I. I mean, obviously, I watched Trek. I don't really know what Takai's like, uh, or Takei, his uh, career has really looked like. I mean, I know he's, like, crazy busy on, like, social media. He always has mm-hmm. been, despite being older. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, we, we both commented. The, the art style reminds me of, do you remember the movie Heavy Metal? Yes. Yeah. I just wanted to... It's get, like a weird mix of that and Cowboy Bebop in a way, with, like, the weird, the... the the movement speed is very odd for yeah. me. Now, I, I just, I, I wanted to play that Sammy Hagar song that I won't attempt to sing or do anything with because it's totally copyrighted. <laughs> you know, just, just like have that going on. Um, yeah. But this is. Uh, it's ugly. Well, it's, it's ugly, really ugly, but it has a pretty deep story. It does. So I'll give it that. Um, we meet a Jedi who's on this planet, kind of looks like he's being a farmer. Mm-hmm. We have a princess. We have one of the stupidest eyeball animations where you see the individual eyelashes, which are just wiggly yeah. lines. Sorry, that was dumb. And we have the, the two guides that are just god-awful <laughs> yeah. in every way possible. Oh, my God. I wish they would have died. Yeah, they were kind of dorks. 
But the whole issue is is that our princess's what father was killed by a Sith, who's a who's a relative, right? She's like sure the dude's sister or something. I think uh, that's probable. Yeah, I guess. And they're on a quest, I guess, to I don't know, defeat her or something like that. Um. They have some random like going through the desert and stuff. Didn't really care about that. Really, the really where I start to get interesting interested is one we have flashbacks. Mm-hmm. So this guy kind of has like a rail Avaros kind of feel where he's probably not like the perfect Jedi. Obviously, between him and this princess, there was something and something happened in their past that screwed him up, and now he's just like a nerf herding farmer or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that would have been more interesting to explain than have the goofy guides. Yeah. But then we, we, we have the present, and I guess we didn't really say this in the beginning, he has a vision of, like, killing mm-hmm. someone. And the issue with it, well, not the issue, the, the, really the crux of this is that I think it goes into destiny. And destiny mm-hmm. can't be changed, and visions are very literal. And I really don't like our our bad person here. Like, it's <laughs> a goofy model. You it's, don't like our Sith. You don't like our Sith. No. Yeah. I don't. It. I it, whatever. I, I'm not gonna get into it. Just it looks goofy to me. Um, but. The, the, our Sith here is trying to uh, kind of turn our Jedi to the dark side. Mm-hmm. The issue is she succeeds. <laughs> that, that's actually not something we see a lot of. I mean, yeah, even here we, in a lot of these animes, we, we didn't see this happening. Um, and she takes our princess and disguises her as one of these uh, soldiers. And our Jedi actually cuts her down. And that was his vision. His vision yeah. came true, but which it really doesn't. Dis- it doesn't explain why she attacked him, though, which made no sense. But well, it, I think it probably would have been one of those things where the guards just like pushed her into him. You know, yeah. it looked like she was being attacked. I guess. But after he cuts her down, the sis like hey, we can bring her back to life. It's not a problem. So she used the trick to get him to uh, effectively be a, uh, her apprentice and turn the dark mm-hmm. side. That's basically the end of the episode. Like, yeah, yeah. There's nothing more. It's a, it's a cliffhanger onto a ship, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, it, I think the story to this was interesting. You know, kind of like the fallen Jedi thing. Yeah, but it's also animated, not in a way that we would particularly want to watch. Yeah, I mean, if we could have gotten. Maybe put the bunny one in this animation style and do mm-hmm. that animation style with this story. It would probably be my favorite episode. That's a sad thing. It's just, it really holds me back from giving it that rank. It's not, sure. it's, it's really painful to watch. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'd probably rank it somewhere in like the 7.1, 7.2 area just because of the story. The story was interesting. I wish it were expounded yeah. upon. Uh, and not sure. had the goofy guides, but 
you know, there again, I think it was a strong story. But yeah, I feel the like this style, one was kind of different. set up to be a lot longer than everything else. <laughs> Even like going through the desert and there was like this part where he had to go back for one of the guys, but then right. they didn't really expand that at all. And with him turning to the dark side, I just feel like this could have been like a 45 minute, maybe an hour episode. Well, and, and there's more potential exactly. with it. I think that they were just giving all these little teaser tasters. It's like, hey, you like it? If yeah. you like it, then we could do We'll give you a season more. two, and like, we might or might not expand on it. It's like, no, <laughs> no, I don't want to. I don't want to do it. I don't yeah. want to do any more of this. <laughs> so anyway, that's, that's Visions, basically. Yeah. So I think our our you know, as far as like our favorites, uh, I'll I'll do mine. You can do yours. Because I'm not, I don't remember all the rankings. I'd probably say uh, Elder, the Duel, and then Village Bride. Those would be my top three. Yeah, I mean, I would basically have to do a carbon copy. I agree, hundred percent. The Elder was definitely the best by far. The Duel was amazing. The Village Bride was. Very good. It's the weakest of the three, I will say that, just because of a couple of goofy things. But, yeah, I mean, those three, if we got just... I almost wish we would have just gotten those three stories and maybe we did, like, a three-episode arc. Sure. I would have been better with that. Almost like something with what we did with uh, Clone Wars where we got a Bad Batch portion. Right. You know, we got a Soka portion. I would have preferred that. Yeah. An honorable mention to our final episode. I thought that was okay. It was a good story. Yeah, it so, was. Uh, I'm down with that. <sighs> That's Star Wars Visions. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I know a lot of you out there probably enjoyed this a lot more. You probably have more insights than we do. We'd love for you to share those with us. Um, the Darth is more versed in anime. I mean, he can throw out names of shows. I can't. Um, mm-hmm. But... There are definitely some things that hold some of these back. And you know what? That's because we have an inherent bias towards American uh, television. Just is what it is. But I, I, you know, I think it's, I think it was an interesting route to take. You know, it's not, not a bad thing to try new things. Uh, No, absolutely not. Star Wars fans sometimes feel like they, they can get too locked in. It's like, well, Mm -hmm. I mean, this is different. It's new. It's a different interpretation. It's not bad. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, I could have even seen, if they had not gone the route with the show, I could have seen like an hour and 20 minute movie for The Elder. You know, really flesh that out and make a movie out of it. I think it would have been kind of cool. I was yeah. perfectly fine with it. There was, we we dogged it the night we watched it, but I mean, there was some good parts to this series, and I'm not mad that it's around. Hey, you if know it, what? If it kicked I, back anything else for us, like Kenobi or whatever, I'm not happy, but I don't think it did. <laughs> I just remembered who Dan reminds me of. Who's that? So there was a um, night, like late 60s Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He reminds me of Peter Parker. Really? Yeah, from <laughs> late 60s Spider-Man. It's just uh, some of the, some of the, like the... The fa- the facial stuff, um, and the uh, the uh, Djibouti dubs guys did some funny like dub overs 
of some of uh-huh. those cartoons and like just some of the stuff in there, it just reminded me of, of, of that, that, so that's what it reminded me of. Now the, now the other one, I'm never going to remember, <laughs> never going to recall that <laughs> darn anime. Uh, yeah. I don't even know how best to describe it. it, it I, Listen, from, I don't think anyone expects you to have anime on the top of your head. It's fine. No, but the, the issue is, I think it's like supposed to be one of those uh, big ones, you know, that people just know. It had a female protagonist. That's a You're not talking like Ghost in the Shell or something, are you? No, nah, I don't think that's it. I'm never going to remember it. <laughs> I mean, whatever. It's fine. Never mind. It doesn't matter. Uh, but anyway, so that's Visions. I'm I'm about done talking. <laughs> Anything else we need to talk about visions wise? No, I think we've pretty much covered everything okay. that we want to. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, folks, we're we're gonna try and get back on a uh, more you know back on our normal schedule. Um, mm-hmm. We've got a lot of comics stacking up. Like we said earlier, there's just been a ton uh, circulating. It seems like every yeah. week there's two or three. And uh, we're, we're pretty well behind. We're going to try and bust through those. And then uh, see what else. Because uh, Book of Boba Fett's not too far off. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're going to be getting that pretty quick. Um, and then, dang, we're, we're going to be in the next year, you know, before too long. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty wild. But anyway, hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed our discussion here. Don't roast us too much. We're just I'm just not an anime guy. Uh, we can't all like the same stuff. But uh, feel free to interact with us. Uh, you know, let us know what you thought. What are your What were your top three? What were your top three episode or uh, episodes of Visions and and why? That'd be great to know. Uh, find us on Twitter at TC Plan Podcast. Uh, Facebook's out there as well, or you can just send us a good old email to tcplanpodcast@gmail.com. Uh, just write up what you thought, and we'll uh, talk about it on a future episode. But I believe that is all for this week. So you guys have a great rest of your week, and as always, may the force be with you. <laughs>